morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Israel and it is my honor to encourage you on this Monday morning. We are in week three of our Advent Devotion series. Advent is a season where we look and anticipate the coming of Christ from the Latin word Adventus, which means to come or to arrive. And Advent is broken into two different weeks. The first two weeks we anticipate how the prophets in the Old Testament look towards the birth of the Messiah. And in the second two weeks, we look towards how in light of the Messiah having been born, crucified, died, resurrected, and ascended into heaven, we look towards his second coming, echoing the last words of the book of Revelation, the last words of our Bible, which is, come Lord Jesus, also sometimes called Maranatha. And we have lit the third candle of Advent. This is known as the Gaudet candle from Latin to, for, for the word rejoice. Um, and it symbolizes how the joy of Jesus has entered into the world. The phrase joy to the world is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20, when the angels proclaiming to mankind that joy has come. And the angels proclaim there, and let me just find that, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you born this day in the city of David is a savior who is Christ the Lord. What does it mean that joy has come to mankind? The reading for Advent rejoice sometimes looks at various different passages in the New Testament, but it's about the concept of re-embracing the joy given to humanity. And it's actually rooted in a very unexpected passage found in the Old Testament. And that passage is found in Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 to 18. To give a little bit of context here, the Israelites had just been liberated from, from Egypt. They've begun their journey into the wilderness they had been freed from 400 years of physical slavery, but they were still, in a way, slaves in their own mind. And so they're brought to the waters of the Red Sea of an entire ocean facing them. It is right in front of them. Pharaoh and his armies are coming from behind, and they have a decisive moment to either return back to Egypt and make themselves slaves again, or to, in that moment, to choose God and to change their minds and become the people of God. And so they stand in front of the Red Sea, which for us Christians symbolizes the waters of baptism with their old self and their old ways of thinking. And they need to make a choose to either return to their old way of living as slaves, or they can change the way they think, repent. The word repent means to change the way you think about a situation or, or certain actions to change, to turn away from. They can repent and move through the waters of the Red Sea and become the people of God. Much like with baptism, we stand in front of the waters needing to also repent, go through the waters and be raised new life in Christ. But they needed to first change the way they perceived themselves, not as slaves, but as the people of God. Otherwise they would enter into the promised land still captive in their own mind and inevitably they would lead themselves into enslavement again in some other form. And similarly, a lot of people experience baptism to be a very powerless experience because they go through the waters as an action they do, but without genuine 
consecration to God without genuine repentance and changing the way they're thinking. And so in a moment of great need, they cry out. They're like, we told you, Moses, we needed to stay in Egypt and just remain slaves to the Egyptians. And Moses, being this incredible leader, makes these declarations for them and encourages them in these words. He says to them, fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord, which will work for you today. And just like those Israelites on that day had salvation available to them, the salvation of the Lord, the New Testament says that today is the day of salvation. Everything you need is provided for you if you would just turn towards God, who is the author and the finisher of faith, our source of all of our provision and breakthrough. And he's given us his Holy Spirit, which scripture says that we have been given the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit in you. So we've got access to righteousness, peace, and joy. And with the candle of joy lit, we're specifically looking at what it means for joy. And so the Israelites rise up. Moses stretches out his arm. The oceans open. They walk through the waters, and they become the people of God in a quite a joyful way. Later, later years, they would look back towards this moment with an interesting verse. Psalm 105 recounts how the Israelites view their own experience in this moment. And they recorded it as this in Psalm 105. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen people with singing. Later on, the prophet Isaiah with the Israelites once again facing exile, wants to encourage them. And he prophesies of the eventual ultimate redemption, which we as the followers of Jesus knows points towards the works of the cross. And he points towards ultimate salvation and the joy of that by pointing them back to this exact moment. Isaiah chapter 51, verses 10 to 11. Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea for the redeemed to cross over. So the redeemed of the Lord will return and enter Zion with singing. In the New Testament, Zion symbolizes the place of the presence of God. Zion with singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. And so the Israelites had this anticipation that one day, ultimate restoration, ultimate liberation will come to them. And it will come with, crowned with everlasting joy. Goodness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. And with the expectation that one day a Messiah will come to liberate them, no wonder the angels proclaimed joy to the world. The angels proclaimed, let me just get the words, I bring you good news of great joy, good news of great joy, because the Messiah is born in a town called Bethlehem. And so whatever you're facing today, I want you to encourage you, I want to encourage you to turn towards the joy of Jesus. And here's just a few points to encourage you on joy. In times of trial, when you're facing a Red Sea, standing in front of you just like the Israelites says, remember the words of Moses in verse 14 of the passage, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Point number two, trials don't merely teach us surrender to God, but it also teaches us obedience to God. 
The Israelites were given the task to walk forward even though there was an ocean in front of them. Perhaps some of us are delaying obedience to God and we're wondering where is our salvation, but our salvation actually comes in following obediently of God moving forward. Point number three, faith is walk, is faith, joy is faith walked out. And that looks to me like Psalm 105. So he brought the people out of joy and his chosen ones of singing. They recalled their step of faith and obedience as being an experience of joy. Joy is faith that walked out. Point number four, joy is the act of defiance to a spirit of sorrow in the midst of the wilderness. Saint Ignatius of Loyola said, as for joy, as little as one can have of it in this life, experience shows that it is not the idol who possess it, but those who are zealous in the servant of God. And lastly, point number five, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's from Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10. I've often wondered what it means to have joy be our strength. And that was until I read a passage in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. And it says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame that sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So if you've ever wondered what an example looks like for joy to be strength, just look towards Jesus who endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And that joy was the salvation of his sons and daughters. Amen. I hope today's been an encouragement for you. Can I pray over you quickly? Holy Spirit, thank you for the incredible gift of joy. Thank you that as the angels proclaimed good news to all mankind, joy to the world. Father, will you help us and show us where we also need to change our thinking just like the Israelites did? So that we don't go into these patterns of exile and mental bondage and break the chains that keep us captive, Holy Spirit. And we look towards the birth of Jesus and the return of Jesus. And we say joy to the world, Father, let that joy come into our hearts today. Show us where we maybe need to, like the Israelites, repent of some thinking and become the people of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.